0: Tell your friends about it if you like it. If you don't, let's just pretend you didn't listen to it. Thanks again for coming in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Privacy Please. This is the first episode of season four. Cameron Ivy hanging out with Gabe Gums. We are here for another unplugged episode. Thanks for joining in. We're going to. Kind of just dive right into this one. So we've been looking at some uh some data breaches that have happened recently. Um one of the biggest ones I think we could start with is LastPass,
1: right? That's a I pretty agree. big uh, I agree. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on though well, I did. Well we, we'll slow down. Are, we'll slow. Yeah, well our guests our guests are, are assuming just back from the holidays and and, and we agree. We won we were gonna open this show unfortunately talking a bit about um, you know some of the, the, the doom and gloom out there, but but I don't wanna I don't know if I want to hit them with too much doom and gloom. Right away. So welcome back, <laughs> folks. Welcome back. Hopefully you had a uh, some relaxing downtime. If there was downtime, unfortunately, not everyone gets a, a little extra downtime. Um, hopefully, what time you had was good. How was yours, Cam? How was yours?
0: Good, man. Good. I feel refreshed. I guess not really. Um, <laughs> See? Just, yeah. It's, See. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't stop. Uh, but you know, holidays were good. Can't can't complain. And Same.
1: Same, same, and I think you nailed it. It doesn't stop, and that's kind of why we're opening this episode the way we are. Right, um, right. My holidays too were were pretty decent. No complaints. They were good. They were great. Um, but it doesn't stop, and so over the over the break, you and I were discussing. Like, uh, I had to a disconnect from a number of things anyway because, like, I don't need to be looking at things like LinkedIn, right? Certainly not during the holidays. But like, with what regularity do I need to anyway? Yeah, and I just noticed. Clearly, people were catching up on bad news because they were like multiple posts about like, oh, breach, breach, breach. Like, I'm just going to name and shame a little bit because Chase Cunningham is very much on my my timeline. And I think he posted <laughs> like three of them that hit my feet. I was like, all right, Chase, I don't want to. I'm not talking to you for the rest of this break. <laughs> so, but we should talk about them. Let's talk about them. So you You mentioned, what was the first one you mentioned?
0: Uh, first one was actually the most recent one, which was LastPass. Their database, uh, their database was breached. That one, um, that
1: one hurt. Yeah, Adard's bad.
0: LastPass, for those, it of actually who not occurred even know, back in. It, it occurred back in August, but they just found
1: out about it, I guess, or at least it was just released. They just disclosed it, which is a whole other issue, right? Like, there's all no. of these breach notification laws, but somehow. We never find out about it for months. So, like, who is being notified, and and how are they being notified? Because clearly, the general public isn't being notified. Um, I know people that use LastPass, and they didn't know until I told them. Um, nope. So, you know, I'm not gonna, certainly not gonna gonna mention anyone within our networks who use it. Right, like, not that it makes them more susceptible to attacks, but we should talk about the susceptibility of that attack. Every single LastPass user has been compromised. Every single Last pass users. you want this, to know how they got it? in? <laughs> tell them. Tell them. Very, very
0: easily. They they obtained the employees' uh, access credentials and enabled them to break into the password database. No.
1: Was it? Credentials? Was it? All over yep. again. Credentials. Um, which ties to another breach, too, by the way, Like Okta got breached. And, uh, single sign on organization credentials. We talked about during the Students say episode that my prediction for 2023 was certainly that things like MFA and 2FA were, they, they were going to be beaten into the ground severely from a security perspective. They still serve a very good IT function, right? Like. You only need to know one credential to get in, but from a security perspective, single sign-on has lost all of its freaking usefulness. Yep. And a large, and MFA in particular too. I should say, uh, MFA more than SSO. In fact, let me let me walk that back. Let me just beat MFA up for a while. I'll come back to SSO. I'm only going to beat up MFA. It's lost all of its street cred, and a large part of that is just it's it's exhausting, right? Like we've exhausted the end user. We've done the thing that we knew was always bad in security too much friction. Anything worse than too much friction in security is too much blunt force. And we just kept hitting them, hitting them, hitting them with MFA, MFA, MFA. Great. It's great. But they got exhausted. And so now bad guys are using that exhaustion as a mechanism to simply brute force their way into it pass. Um, but credentials, I, I can hear I can hear some of my colleagues in the industry screaming, I told you it's always about credentials and data, credentials and data. and They're not wrong. It's always about credentials and data. They're not wholly wrong but assume that credentials aren't going anywhere because they're not assume that passwordless isn't really um, going to manifest itself in the ways that, that, that we think might come to our, our white knight rescues because it won't. And that leaves data protection. Data is also not going to go away, but, uh, I lost the thing. Um, it's only going to enhance. It's only going to enhance. It's only going to enhance, but but those were, those were serious. So back to last pass really quickly. That's, that's yeah. where I got all spun off on a, on a tangent there. Every single person is compromised. Um, now they the bad guys' abilities to crack your, your vaults will vary depending on a couple of things. How strong your password was. So if you were using a long, strong password, it's going to take them much longer. You should be okay. Know that though, there is a race condition currently ongoing in the world, right? of quantum encryption and decryption. And at some point in the future, we do expect quantum computers to exist. Like we do more so than we did 20, 40, 60 years ago. Like we expect that that is on the horizon enough so on the horizon that like, if you're a bad guy collecting all of this information, like sooner or later, you, you, you're just gonna be able to crack it. Here's the problem with things like LastPass. Do you know the number of companies that use LastPass? I don't know. I don't remember if it was terribly high. It started out as a consumer product. You know the number of people that store company credentials in LastPass? The answer is a lot. <laughs> the answer is a lot. <laughs> that's true. That that's actually the problem because, it's mean, not less than not less than one of the biggest problems. Yeah,
0: that's concerning, and I don't know how many. I'm curious to know how many users
1: LastPass actually yeah. has. I mean. I'm certain there's numbers floating around out there, but again, I don't know that that tells. I I, look, I looked at that breach, and my first thought was exactly what I just said, which was, "Huh? Let's just make up a number. 100 users compromised, eh? That's awful. That's not less than 100 companies likely that also have some credentials of theirs now also compromised. Because those users, if they were savvy enough to be using a password keeper, there's no good reason they wouldn't store a bunch of corporate ones in that vault too, right?" Ta-da! There it is.
0: It just opens up so many avenues for those hackers to get into other areas and other companies and other... Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What what do you think? Is there a difference between a LastPass free user and a LastPass user that pays? From a breach perspective? No,
1: nothing. Right. Yeah, no, literally nothing. Um, Which is... uh, I mean, I don't really know that says anything other than like, you know, no, I was just, yeah, 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 no, I, I understand the question. I'm just trying to think like, you know, yeah, no, nothing there's, there's, there's nothing. And I, I can't think of, of, um, I can't think of any way one would have been any more protected. And as I mentioned, even if you were using a strong password, that that is susceptible to attack in the future, if not in the present where in the future is not some super distant date away. And hell, if you are, if you are of a certain age, or even of of a current age to be listening to this years, like 2030 sounded like a long time away, right? Like 2030 sounded like it was really far away when, when you were a kid. And I'm certain people older than us thought 2030 sounded, it's like it sounded really far away. Yeah. Seven years away.
0: (laughs) Seven years. That's like that's like two years less than how that's, many? That's like two and a half, half COVID years. years.
1: That's like two yeah. and a half COVID years, right? That's like two and a half COVID years, right? Exactly.
0: It's almost um, cat cat years, right? They get nine, that's one, right?
1: That's right. That's right. One
0: cat. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, it's not that far away.
0: All right. So let me ask you this, Gabe. If, if let's just say we have some listeners here that are using LastPass, for instance, what's the best? What's the best thing for them to do right now? To I mean, is there a way that they can? get all their passwords off of LastPass and go to something that's more secure.
1: There are there um there are a number of alternatives both commercial and free. Uh I will tell you that I have found I have found myself moving back to more self-hosted models in the last year or more for a lot of things both technology and security wise. And that's a byproduct of not wanting to have Things on on my own premise any longer, right? So like, I don't keep a bunch of servers in my house and basements and all that nonsense. And the cloud Wait, came no. along, so I, nah, not anymore. And so I ran <laughs> a bunch of stuff in the cloud. Um, which no, I'm sorry, I I consumed a bunch of services in the cloud, right? Like including like password managers in the cloud. Um, not 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 that one in particular, but ones like it. Right. In fact, in our very very first episode, we I think we may have mentioned LastPass. We may have mentioned a couple of them, right? But I think LastPass was certainly on the list. And I may have endorsed it because, you know, at the time I'd use it for certain things. Um, But to answer your question very discreetly, I would be hesitant to move to another SaaS-based password management system. Okay. That, of course, begs the question, like, well, Gabe... So like, where do I keep my passwords? Like offline, inside of like an encrypted file? Like that sounds like a pain in the ass. And like, and then like, how do I use the password if I want to use it like on my mobile device, right? Like, or, or on another computer? Like, I, I I'm not going to remember like my master password over there. Like, am I going to have to take my twenty digit password and like look at this phone over here or laptop? Right? Like, no. So so there are options for for self hosting some of those things on your own, right? Things like Pass and key KeePass, um, which are open source community alternatives that have been around for a long time, by the way. And they've got some really cool functionality. So some of them um, can be used very programmatically. So they're great for that. So like you can use them where you were, where you were keeping, you know, vaulted secrets for other technology. But for folks like you and I, they also have iOS um, uh, apps, they have desktop apps, they have everything. And more importantly, you can sync them between each other. So you can keep like KeyPass on your laptop and then another KeyPass app on like your phone and sync those two. Right. right? So like,
0: I, know, you, I know with LastPass, you can't. You have to have one or the other. Well,
1: yeah, yeah. Unless, unless you're, you're paying, right. paying commercial, probably. Yeah, unless you're paying, unless you're paying, unless you're paying. Unless you're paying right. Um, and so I, like, I, I don't suggest necessarily any – product in particular, but I would suggest strongly thinking, rethinking the SAS model for password manager. And if for no other reason, then, um, the, the future of decryption is just not too far out that, that I'm not, I'm not really, I don't know that the trade-off is worth it any longer for like using this. I don't know. That's, that's my personal opinion. I feel like the trade off's is not worth using a SAS based, um, password manager, but
0: okay. Yeah. Well, that's super interesting. So let's go, let's go on the, the Okta one. So that one wasn't, that one wasn't internal. Um, it seems source like code. it was, yeah, it was source code stolen through GitHub.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've seen source code stolen a lot. Like source code gives you roadmaps into products, right? Like you, you, you will know, for example, maybe, maybe how to decrypt something in, 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 uh, in their communication path. I'm, I'm making that up. I shouldn't, throw around blanket statements. I have no idea what they received in said source code, but know that source code is, is, is often targeted for those reasons. The thing I find interesting is that, uh, our guest, the soothsayer, you know, he, he mentioned the, the, the usefulness of MFA declining. Um, and this is part of the reason why, like I said it early on this show too, like users are, are getting exhausted with MFA and attackers know that, um, if I'm them, I go after MFA service providers as well. They're already attacking MFA. It's mostly brute force attacks, right? Like an exhaustion attacks. Yeah. So it's not a surprise that other channels of attacks are aimed at an MFA provider. To be fair, they also do SSO and SAML and a bunch of things too, right? But know that if I'm an attacker, that's, that is where a lot of value lies for me in that.
0: So what does that actually look like if it's just like... I'm going to be Michael Scott. Explain to me as if I'm a five-year-old.
1: <laughs> well, how does that happen? How does which one happen? The stealing of the source code, the attacking yes. of the which one? The stealing of the yeah. source code. Stealing the source code. I didn't read the details, but there's a high likelihood that it was credential theft, also like almost guaranteed it was credential theft or social engineering. Take your pick. Like one of those two is probably what got to it. Um, uh, almost they, they're not. They're not sure. It didn't disclose. Almost guaranteed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's how it happens, the, how they stole the things out of the, um, the source code repository. What it means for the five-year-old user is, you know, the, the, the secret recipe to the cake is now in the, the hands of someone who wants to, to eat your cake. Want each cake and they have the recipe to it. So that's a bad analogy, but you're five, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you're Michael Scott, so yeah, like I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Now, if a I, cake guy. right, right, exactly. But if I were talking to Cameron, I'd have to, I'd have to walk that analogy back fast because it was bad. But you know what?
0: I'd rather have a brownie. I'm a brownie guy.
1: There it is. There it is. But loosely speaking, right? Like the challenges is like, oh, so now I can, now I. I understand the methods by which you protect your secrets because that's okay. built into your source code. So now I can, now I can in theory attack those, those, those channels. Yeah. More effectively.
0: That's where we're at. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of other
1: ones that have happened. You know, those are the most recent. There was another Uber, Uber attack. And yet another Uber attack. I'll tell you there was another one too that really caught my attention. H A C L A, Housing Authority of City of Los Angeles. I mean not to name and shame. Um in fact I, I the the people that I should be naming and shaming here are the ones that attacked them. So this was another Lockbit attack. And this is, you know, the thing about Lockbit and why this is relevant is so LA was attacked, unfortunately. Less than six months ago, their unified school district was attacked. And um and this state agency being attacked, like, is it a coincidence? Probably not. LA's, you know, not no. the GDP of like, you know, a, a country, if it were like the 30th largest co- country in the world, like it's, it's a rich target. It's a very rich target. I totally know why you would attack it. Um, but we also talked about you know, predictions for for 2023. And, and I stated not just that I thought ransomware would continue because like, duh, of course it will. But we're going to see that proliferation um, tied to a number of other kind of Ancillary things too, right? Like we're we're totally going to see the 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 MFA um, attacks also going hand in hand with the growth of ransomware attacks, right. and that Lockbit in particular is making this kind of inroads. Equally suggests the following: that those those attack vectors that that I've discussed before, and Lockbit lock follows a very very regimented um, three step phase: exploit, infiltrate, deploy. The first step. Isn't simply getting into the environment, right? Like it does, it. it the organizations that that perpetrate Lockbit crimes um, do that a number of ways. Social engineering is high on that list. Phishing high on that list. Once they get in, they infiltrate. And this is where Lockbit differs from a lot of other folks. They go deep. They go. They try to get as deep as they can into the network, right? Like their goal is. A hundred percent to cause disruption. That is how they leverage the extortion. It's all about operations disruption. It's not just lock up your data and it's not just double extort and, and send it out to the world. It's a hundred percent disrupt operations. Again, look at, look at kind of how LAUSD was hit, right? Like, and, yeah. so, and so we're going to see a hell of a lot more of that. I think we talked about critical infrastructure being, being more on that list of, um, of targets and I can think of few critical infrastructures as much as the largest school district and the largest housing authority in the country. Like, those, shutting down those two things from an infrastructure perspective will wreak a lot of chaos. Yeah. Do those things on any greater scale across the country. Like, everyone talks about the banks and whatnot. Sure, but they're not as soft targets. Right, like, and again, no offense to to any of the good folks do, doing what I know is darn hard work in in those government agencies, but target-wise, they are softer. They're a lot softer. Um, some of that's a byproduct of underfunding of of talent retention. You name it. There's a there's yeah. a list of, of 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 reasons why competing in California against you know um, Silicon Valley for talent is, cannot be easy if you're looking to uh, to secure environments. Right, like I'm certain is right. It's all of that and, and everything. I know nothing about in between, um, but yeah, we're going to see more of these uh, these types of ransomware attacks, and and I wouldn't be surprised again if if we see the lockbridge style ones, right? Like the ones that uh, that disrupt operations.
0: Yeah, and then the interesting thing is going to be what what I'm curious about is how how these big big companies are going to handle it, and of course, it's also. Because I think it speaks to maybe how they already, how they approached uh, privacy and security and how that might actually change the tra- trajectory of how companies will handle or have things set up moving forward. Right. I mean, that's going to change, right? That's always going to continuously change. Yeah. That's um, sure. So that's, that's very interesting to me because like we've talked about many times before, anybody in this industry knows that a data breach is, you can't prevent it. We can only that's right.
1: pre- that's right. prepare for it and and recover from it. Yeah, recover from it. And yeah, that's another wait. place where where the folks like at Lockbit um, again operations disruption. They very intentionally target the backups. I mean, all the ransomware operators do these days, the human operated ones. They all do, but but that's one in particular. They very intentionally in stage two, they don't just. They don't just go randomly trying to hit every machine they can to find all the sensitive data. Yes, they do a lot of that. They do all of that too. But then they go after the backups because they know if you can't recover, you're going to want to pay that ransom. Yes, yep. people want to pay ransoms also so that the data isn't like published. But let's be honest, how many companies have had data published? And although it is detrimental, it doesn't typically disrupt operations. Uber certainly didn't get disrupted operation-wise when you found out that they're that they pub- that that they lost your credentials or in whatever I'm sorry your data again right like that yeah. didn't happen right, um, but when things like Lockbit hits and like LAUSD can no longer function can't function right kids can't go to school people can't go to work like large like when that happens yeah that that's the kind of leverage that ransomers are putting not on the data but on your operations yes yeah. data is data is at the core of everyone's operations there's no denying that it's no denying <laughs> that.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to be the uh playing devil's advocate advocate here but what really strikes my interest is companies that get breached that are let's say don't have good morals but have a lot of hidden evil hidden hidden things that probably should be exposed. Um I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting to, like, for instance, like the NFL. Could you imagine if they got breached and then, like, we were, you know, publicly there was, like, you know, they would pay everything they would to keep things hidden because I'm sure there's some.
1: Can like, I? No, you don't. Re- I'm going to just respectfully disagree with you. Like, for me anyway, that would be like telling me that water was wet, right? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if ExxonMobil got hacked or, or Altria, a.k.a. Philip <laughs> sure, First, yeah. right? Like, it's like, oh, yes, water is wet. Like, ah. I didn't see that one coming. Um,
0: it's like it's like the Liver King coming out because he got caught for taking steroids. Like if you didn't yeah. know he was taking steroids, and you're you're probably not right. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> well, let's not forget one man's one man's uh, terrorists is another man's freedom fighter. Sometimes, right? Like, yeah. Um, and although no, and although many people may just disagree that you know being an oil company is good or whatever. Like, The the, yeah. the, the, the part about like well well which company is the nefarious one that we want to find something about starts getting. Getting into oh. you know hacktivism territory, but a lot of these ransom attacks aren't hacktivists, right? Uh, like they're not they're not them hacktiv- This isn't hacktivism. This isn't expose them or pay us, right? Just, this is they just want money. This is cash. Yeah, they just want that's, that's what they're here for. That's, it. that's, that's, that's a lot it. of cash. That's, that that's a lot of cash. Lot of cash.
0: Okay, well, I think this yeah. is a good kickoff for twenty twenty three. That sounds weird. Um, season four. Hope everybody season had a four. I mean this is a happy new year hope everyone had great holidays we're back we're gonna have some
1: great interviews this year got um, some interviews lined up too i'm not gonna spoil anything but yeah it's gonna be a good year
0: yeah and uh please reach out if you have suggestions if you have you know anyone that wants to come on the show let us know um but
1: gabe always a pleasure man the pleasure is mine the pleasure is mine hey before we go i do want to say Shout out and a thank you to the rest of the podcast community in the privacy security space. Uh, uh, A big hello and um, looking forward to all of your shows this year too. I was catching a few of the wrap ups from some of the other folks, including including Paul and and Kay's and and, then Debbie's and and, everyone. Serious, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. so good. So good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to all those shows this year also. So let's do it, folks. Let's do
0: it. All right, everyone. See you next week. Hey, you guys made it all the way to the end. Thanks for listening. Again, if this is your first time, we really appreciate the support and everyone that's always been around since the beginning. We love you guys. Keep supporting privacy, please. And we'll always have new content each and every week. Cameron Ivy over and out.